2: done
0: we are now 11 games into the season that feels like a good time to assess what's gone right what's gone wrong and think about some numbers or maybe it's not i don't know we'll we'll figure that out we'll do it anyway and we'll talk about the stakes tonight as the orlando magic continue their in season tournament we'll get to that on today's episode of locked on magic you are locked on magic your
2: daily orlando magic podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 17th, 2023. My name is Philip rossman I'm the expert insight site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You or can follow me on Twitter at underscore omd On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to run through the numbers, talk a little bit about where the Magic stand after now 11 games as the Orlando Magic define their identity and define also where they need to improve. Some obvious stuff, some not so obvious stuff, and we will talk about the Magic's second half problems and how to solve them. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's web when you upload, we truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, this great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked NBA. For $20 off your first purchase. Don't forget too, the Orlando Magic are back in action tonight in the in-season tournament, taking on the Chicago Bulls at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Catch every game of the hometown Orlando Magic broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Magic. Uh, you know, I'm going to caution a lot of things we're going to talk about today because we are going to talk numbers we're going to get down to brass tacks and we're going to discuss and think about where the magic sits with their numbers and what that tells us about who this team is um but it, it deserves a little bit of warning a little bit of caution um there's a lot of numbers that are now trending in the wrong direction that we're looking pretty good um coach shamal mosley said before the game against the Lakers, and it's something I've been thinking about and sticking to, well, obviously not because I'm talking about them, but he said he doesn't really look at numbers until game 20 when things really start to get sticky, so about the quarter mark of the season. Um, right now, things are just kind of all over the place. You're looking for consistency. You know, what is this team consistently good at right now? Um, and, and that's that's one of the reasons why I think it's okay to look at the numbers. And I want to look at the numbers within that context. What's looked good and consistently good? And what's, you know, what's the squeaky wheel that's beginning to wear out and and maybe needs some addressing, and needs some looking at? Um, I think it's really important that this team is still working to define itself. However, you know, if we're coloring between the lines, the lines we're coloring in between are starting to get figured out. And that's why I think it's okay to look at the numbers and okay to look at things and say, okay, this is where we stand. And, you know, 11 games isn't a ton, you know, but it's enough for us to get a sense of, okay, this is who this team is. And, you know, I'm probably not going to be sitting here breaking any ground. We're going to talk about second half issues on the – on the second, in the second part of the episode, I'm probably not breaking any new ground with some of the things I'm going to be saying and some of the things I'm going to be looking at. I'm not going to pretend that. Um, but you have to state the obvious sometimes to to find a deeper truth or, or something bigger to latch onto. So let's start there. Let's start with the basics. The Orlando Magic are currently as we sit here today um third in the league in defensive rating giving up 107 points per one of possessions sixth in the league in offensive rebound rate 31.9 percent and second in the league in free throw rate 31.9 percent they are 26th in the league in offensive rating 108.9 points per one possessions so positive net rating folks 27th in effective field goal percentage at 50.6 percent And 28th in the league in turnover rate at 16.2%. These are your four factors. Um, Offensive rating, defensive rating, effective field goal percentage, offensive rebound rate, turnovers, free throw rate. It's more than four, but those are your four factors. The stats that are likely or typically correlated to winning. Um, And you can see some things develop there. I look at those numbers and yes, the offense is a major drag and that is the thing. That is the game right now. Can the magic score enough to make their defense matter? But it's encouraging me in another way. Um, When I look at these numbers, when I look at the magic and the things that they need to do to win, second chance points, big getting the foul line, big getting the, getting in the paint, winning the paint, big. When I look at these numbers and the numbers that kind of shoot off of them, I see a team that is struggling exactly where we thought they would struggle. We knew this would be a terrible offensive team. We knew this team was going to struggle to score most nights. And they're bad. Guess what? Newsflash. But what's different between this year's team and perhaps last year's team is that this year's team is elite at something. Yeah, they were a top five team in free throw rate last year. But they weren't third in the league in defensive rating overall. They weren't gobbling up offensive rebounds. And a league that is restressing offensive rebounds. what's What's different this year is the Magic are elite at something. They are very, very good at something. And honestly, to me, that's not nothing, right? Like that's not, that's not something to ignore. That's not something I'm going to dismiss. The Magic are really good at something. And, you know, Steve Clifford, you know, kept things really simple for us. Thank you, Steve Clifford, for keeping things simple. But um, Steve Clifford used to say, you know, the goal for his teams was we need to be Top 10 in the league in defensive rating and top half of the league in offensive rating. If you're elite at something, you have a chance. Eight of the top 10 defenses in the league last year made the playoffs. And so, from a very simplistic place, the Magic are taking steps forward. The Magic are doing things that are going to push them forward. They're going to put them squarely in in a place to be successful this year, to accomplish their goals. And I I look at these numbers and I see nothing to dissuade me from that. I see nothing that makes me think, huh, the Magic aren't going to do this. The Magic aren't the team we thought they were, to use the Herb Edwards. So yes, I, you know, we're going to talk about second half issues and why the Magic are struggling in the second half. Just just kind of ponder it a little bit here in a minute. But there are issues. I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend there aren't. I'm not going to sit here and pretend the Magic don't have a lot of things they need to fix. That for the Magic to get where they want to go, they, they have to be better at some of these areas they're weak. They have to score more, guys. Like, period. The offense is way too inconsistent, especially when the chips are down. We're going to get to that in a minute. This team is capable of being more than what they have shown us as good as six and five is. We all see it. This team is ready to do more. This team is capable of more and we expect them to do more. The standard is, is rising here. Um, You know, through 11 games and, and we'll do a full quarter review here in a couple of weeks through 11 games, this team has shown us they can compete every night and they can put themselves in a position to win every night their losses you know their losses are not because the other team was necessarily that much better than them there's a lot of things the magic are doing to themselves that are costing them games and that's the frustrating part like i, I don't want to I, I like i i see people very frustrated with this team and i don't want to dismiss that because you're right but we can take a step back and say, okay, we have come that far. And if there's been anything that's been a success over these first 11 games, it's to say we have come this far to be this good, to think of our team this way. It's an important step. So I'm not going to dismiss anyone who's like, Oh, this team should be eight and three. This team should be seven and four. You're not wrong. This team should be two or three games better. You know, not to say that I think the Magic are going to compete for the the top of the East, but the Magic are in the pack. They've done that part of the job. But yes, they can be better. And these numbers certainly suggest that because they are now elite at a few things. They're either really good at something or really bad at something, just looking at the base numbers. Now, there are some things trending in the wrong direction. Points in the paint have been down. I think they're... 13th or 14th in the league in points in the paint. Um, you know, there's just, a, there's there, there's a few things that they were really good at the start of the year that's starting to fade. Some of that's Wendell Carter being hurt, no doubt about it. Some of it is this young team is settling into who they are. And again, it this league is about consistency. And we're still learning how consistent this team can be. One thing that has consistently happened is a bad second half. We're going to talk about why that might be the case and a lot more coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word for our friends over at BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Get the mental health help you need with BetterHelp. Look, um, the end of the year is a time to bring people together it's a time to be with family, time to be with loved ones. But that's not always easy for some. The begin, the end of a year, beginning of a new year, it's a time to reflect. And there's a lot of stress associated with the end of the year. Regardless of, regardless of how you celebrate, regardless of who you're celebrating it with, there's a lot of stress involved. So if the holidays can be tough for you, Better, find someone that can help you sort through those feelings, the anxiety, whatever. That's what better help gives you. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. I've been going to therapy for years. It's kind to help me find a place to let my emotions out, to get all my feelings on the table, to find someone neutral, who's not neutral, but on my side to listen and to try and give you a new perspective on things. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp helpcom com slash NBA. Today's episode of Locked On Magic, also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Let me pull that up there. There it is. Uh, look, Atlanta Magic will be back home after Sunday's game. They're back home Tuesday for the first in-season tournament game at the Amway Center. The Denver Nuggets are coming to town. The Boston Celtics after that. Magic get a nice little home stand here. It's been, you know, they they had the four game home stand last week, get another four or five games at home. Magic need it. They've been on the road a lot lately. To be home for the holidays is always always awesome, but when the Magic are home for the holidays that means your family wants to go to the game. That means you need tickets to see the Magic. So, if you've ever been frustrated trying to find the best tickets for London Magic games or whatever's going on in town, game time is the place to go I've used game time to go to get tickets before they've helped they helped handle everything giving me a great price for the games letting me see my seats before I get to the building and yeah when I had problems they solved them quickly game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase you can do you get to see your seats before you before you uh, purchase your tickets all in prices show you your total upfront you're getting a great deal without hidden freeze. It's really buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONNBA, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Before we get to the second half of this show, be sure to check out Locked On Today, Locked On Today's new 24/7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for your 24/7, 20, here for you 24/7, covering the top sports stories on the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24/7 streaming channel today. So all that stuff is great. All those numbers are great. that's 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 the full you know breadth of the magic. And like I said, I, I don't want to dismiss disappointment with the team so far. um the frustrations people are feeling about the team are are very, very real. um and yeah, i I do think the magic have left one or two games on the table. um, they're you know, they have been competitive in every game, which is all you can ask for. They've had a lead in the second half of every single game they played this year, um, and I think a lead in the fourth quarter in every game but two, maybe three now. That to me, that that's a sign of a team that's very, very competitive. That's in the mix. That's doing good things. I am not here to dismiss that. I'm not here to say that that's bad, that that bad or or anything. But it also tells us there's a lot left on the table. And the bottom line is this. The Magic are struggling to finish games right now. The numbers completely back this up, and they're pretty telling. So let's just separate these numbers for a minute. The Orlando Magic at the moment have the best net rating in the first half of games. For the first half of games, the Orlando Magic are just absolutely destroying teams. They're a plus 16.9 points per 100 possessions in the first half of games. Like that's incredible, right? They have a really, really strong, a really, really good. uh, My document here with my stats is not loading for me. So I apologize for that. Um, The magic have an astonishing 117.6 offensive rating and 100.7 defensive rating in the first half of games. Again, Your frustration is valid. This team is good for 24 minutes every game. Not just good, they are elite. And again, this just shows us that, yes, the Magic can play at a very high level. Granted, we have not seen them against the elite of the elite. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks. And again, that game, probably their best, one of their better second halves of the season. But they proved they could, you know, they haven't played... Denver, who they will play next week. They haven't played Philadelphia. They'll see them for a while. They haven't played Boston, who they will see next week. Um, Orlando has a lot to prove. I'm not going to sit here and say that that they don't. But here's the thing. As good as Orlando is in the first half, they are just as bad in the second. Orlando is 29th in the league with a minus 14.4 net rating, a 99.4 offensive rating, a 113.9 defensive rating in the second half of games. They're 28th in the fourth quarter with a minus 12.4 net rating, 98.4 offensive rating, 110.9 defensive rating. While the defense is certainly worse than their overall average, they're 108, 107, I want to point out that both of those defensive ratings are really competitive. like that you should be able to win games with a 110 defensive rating in the fourth quarter. Um, third quarters have been bad, really, really bad. Magic struggle coming out of the locker room, especially defensively. But at the end of the day, like this isn't rocket science, the Magic struggle to score in the second half, just plain and simple. They struggle to score in the second half. And that's why they are struggling in these games. That's why we feel insecure late in games because a lot of coaches believe this. And, and, and I, I'm coming around on it too. End of game situations are all about offense, all about your ability to execute, all about your ability to score. You could get you could try to get stops all you want and you need to get stops. You make it hard for the other team, but the end of game situations come down to shot making. You know, looking at the last two-minute report for uh for Wednesday's game, for example, the magic were up by eight. Franz Wagner gets downhill with about a minute and a half to play, gets to the basket. NBA said on their last two-minute report that Alex Russo should have been called for a foul. Franz gets the line, makes two free throws. Magic go up 10 with 90 seconds to play. That game's probably over. There's probably no hope for the Bulls to come back. Things turn on making or missing shots. Franz didn't get the foul call, didn't make the shot. Bulls come down, hit a three. Magic turn the ball over. Bulls hit a three. You see where I'm going. Um, that's part of the issue is when the game gets tight, the magic just not, they're just not reliable to get quality shots. Now, like Paolo's had two really big game-winning shots and yes, the NBA said he traveled on the Chicago shot. Can't go back and can't go back and take it back. Shots good. We're going to live with it. Um, the magic have a really great shot maker in Paolo in like one-off situations, but Consistently, this team is not scoring at the level they ultimately need to. And, like, everything goes back to that. So, why are the Magic struggling in second halves? Is it about adjustments? Sure. There's a lot more Jamal Mosley can be doing to help this team and put them in better spots to be more effective offensively, especially in the second half. Is it inexperienced? Absolutely. This team has not really played with the lead very much. The Magic have not chased a lead all season. The Dallas game is really the only game where they were chasing a deficit in the fourth quarter. And again, they got that down to three with five and a half minutes to play um, before they unraveled in the last five and a half minutes. Um, the Brooklyn game, they were, you know, again, really bad fourth quarter, but they were down by two. You know, they, they've they been playing most of the season with the lead. And that's something this team hasn't really done. And so, it's not that the Magic lose intensity. It's that other teams are raising their intensity to make up that ground. And the Magic don't quite know how to manage that. Especially when teams pressure them a little bit and speed them up. This is where the Magic really miss Markel Fultz. Um, this is where the Magic really miss not having a true point guard in that starting group. I'm a big believer that the magic should probably give like Anthony Black's fourth quarter minutes to Joe Ingles and let him kind of run the show and calm the team down a little bit. Um, give them another shooter, especially, I don't think he should ever close with Anthony Black and Jalen Suggs together. That's, that's disaster waiting to happen. Um, again, not that either player is particularly bad They give you a lot of value on the defensive end, but you gotta be able to score. You gotta keep the pressure on offensively. And that's where the magic are really struggling. um, Again, it's personnel a little bit too. The Magic don't have enough shooting. They frankly don't have a point guard right now. Like Cole Anthony is the only point guard on the roster. Anthony Black isn't a point guard yet. Um, That might be the position he ends up playing, but he's not running the show. And so as the games get tighter, as the team gets closer to the end, I just don't think this team is well organized. And so they got to find someone to organize them. That's a big, big thing right now. So the 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 struggles in the second half are a bunch of things. Um, Some of it is expected, honestly. Like some of it is this team is still really really young, and this season's about learning how to win, and there's gonna be a lot of growing pains in the process. Um, I am not surprised they're six and five. I would I would have taken six and five after eleven games with the schedule the Magic had experiencing it certainly feels like the magic should be better and again I'm not dismissing that that notion but we knew there would be growing pains we knew it would take this team a while to get their feet under them and we are experiencing and seeing those growing pains in real time so again I I, I don't want to dismiss it I don't want to ignore it I just I want to acknowledge it and say okay how do we advance this team forward then. But at the end of the day, the Magic have to solve this. Um, And they're only going to solve it by doing it, um, to be perfectly honest. Whatever experience they're gaining, they need to learn these lessons. And honestly, like, that's the real story of these first 11 games. It's okay. We can clearly see this team is better. We can clearly see this team is ready and more capable of winning at a higher level. Now it's about okay, whatever mistakes you're making and look, the turnovers are high. You know, Magic's turnover rate this year is lower than it was last year. It's 18.1% this year. It's 16. 16.7% this year. The Magic's are turning the ball over less. They're still one of the worst teams in the league at turnovers. And that's got to get better. They got to play the cleaner basketball, the better basketball they're telling us they're trying to play. And that's going to be the story of the season. Reduce those turnovers. I think everything else that's that's bad right now gets a whole lot better. But it's going to be a process. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some learning. It's going to take some doing. And the Magic doing a good job winning while they learn here but there's still a lot of work to do. When we come back, we will chat about what's at stake tonight in the in-season tournament. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends over at Prize Picks. Daily fantasy can be really, really confusing. You go to some of those other sites, and you've got this weird salary cap. You're not quite sure how you score points, and you're going up against all the sharks. You could just you could see them swimming in the water. You're just chum because these guys know what they're doing. They're going to win all those pools, and you're just going to be happy to get your money back. Don't just be happy to get your money back. Win 25 times your money on any entry. That's what you can do with prize picks when you when you enter a pick, a prize pick group of six or more and get them all right. The best news is this, though, on a group of six, all you have to do is get four right to get, I think it's one and a half or two, or double your money. It's that much fun. Prize Picks is the most fun I have had playing Daily Fantasy. All you have to do is put together an entry group of two to, I think it's two to four players or two to six players. And and all you got to do is pick more or less than their projected numbers. So if you think Steph Curry is going to score more than 29 points and Nikola Jokic will get more than 10 rebounds, that's all you have to do. If you think they're going to get less, you all that's all you have to do. Pick more or less. It's that simple. PricePix even offers a reboot policy so that your your entry is play even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games and you can combine sports too, which is awesome as well. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PricePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy like this. So go to prizepix.com slash and use code NBA for a first deposit match of up to
2: $100. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point.
0: The Atlanta Magic are back in Chicago tonight to take on the Chicago Bulls in their second in-season tournament game. The Bulls will have DeMar DeRozan back after he missed Wednesday's game for personal reasons. The Magic obviously will be look, will be uh, looking to build off of their two-point win and 96-94 victory over the Bulls. The Bulls will be looking for a bit of revenge. And yes, wear your sunglasses. That red court is coming. Cole Anthony's not a fan. We are going to see what it looks like I uh, hope the players will see what it looks like in person. We're going to have to suffer through it on TV. Um, we made a big deal out of the NC's tournament. I want to make a big deal out of this. I want it to be important. I, I Just from a fan perspective, I want next Friday's game against the Boston Celtics to matter. Um, the atmosphere at the, at, at the Amway Center next Friday afternoon for Magic Celtics at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time, that's going to feel like a playoff game. I want it to feel like a playoff game. I think the Magic, as a young team, Needed to feel like a playoff game, and frankly, there's been a lot of energy at the Amway Center. They've sold out all four of their first game, first four games at the Amway Center. There's a lot of really positive energy at the Amway Center. I want a playoff atmosphere in there. I want to see what the Magic have in store for the in-season tournament. I, you know, I'm hoping that they give everyone T-shirts. I'm hoping that we get a quasi-blue and white ignite uh, evening, Um even if it's in that darker shade of blue that I don't really love, but. Um, You know, I want to build a playoff atmosphere. I want the team to experience what a big game, what a playoff level game can feel like at the Amway Center. But the Magic got to get there first. And look, they have dug themselves a very deep hole here. Losing 124 to 104 to the Brooklyn Nets was the absolute worst result. Um, If the Magic would have lost a close game, and I think we said this when the in-season tournament schedule came out, The goal should be split your road games, win your home games. So that goal is still in front of them. Um, You know, I don't want to sit here and say that the Magic are completely out of this tournament. Their goal is still in front of them. Beat Chicago on Friday. You're coming home one and one uh, in the in-season tournament, at least. And you get two games at home, essentially to advance. However, being minus 20... And the point differential, which is the first tiebreaker after head-to-head, uh, being minus 20 means you got you absolutely have to win the next three games, and you got to win one of them pretty big. Um, Chicago also lost to Brooklyn. They're in the same boat. They're 0 and 1, except now they've lost a home game. This is an elimination game. You're not advancing in this tournament at two and two for both Chicago and Orlando. This is an elimination game essentially. It's not completely there's still a chance obviously but um for both teams this is literally for survival now will either team play like that that's the great mystery of the in-season tournament i think at this point only memphis has been eliminated actually eliminated from uh advance from uh, advancing but um going oh into you're not recovering from that um you know it it, it again i don't think two and two is going to get you to advance i think you got to be three and one to advance out of this group, and again, if Orlando's three and one, and that one win is over Boston, that probably puts them in a really good spot. So, I, I, you know, the Magic are not out by any means, but they're going to need some help. They're going to need Brooklyn to to, loo- to lose to an- lose another game somewhere because um, they lost that tiebreaker. You know, the Magic have to win these na- the the next three in season tournament games. It's it, it, the, the margin for error is much smaller now, um, and especially with that minus twenty against Brooklyn. Orlando was ground to make up. They've got they've got a big uphill climb. But you got to take it one game at a time. And, and again, the Magic beat Chicago on the second night of a back-to-back, which they don't really do. I do think Orlando is going to be better prepared and 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 better ready for this game than they were Wednesday night. I do think the Magic are going to win this game. Um, you know, Chicago is going to get DeRozan back. That's going to give them another potent offensive weapon, but this team's really good defensively. Chicago's still not a great offensive team, even with that. I do think that. I do think that Orlando is going to be able to push themselves forward and put themselves uh, in a good spot here. But again, they got to get the job done. And I think that's what this in-season tournament is really about. This season, in-season tournament, for the Magic at least, is about seeing how they respond to pressure. And look, they had a bad night Tuesday night. So I, I don't want to say that they they necessarily succumb to the pressure. But, you know, we see a lot of young teams enter the playing tournament and have that kind of kind of have a bad night, you know, throw out a dud. Under that pressure. Um Did the Magic apply pressure on themselves a little bit and they struggle with it? Maybe. So here's redemption time. Here's redemption time. You're in a game that should be a must-win game. You know, for an in-season tournament game, it's a must-win game. Are you going to rise to the challenge? And that's what I'm most interested in seeing. That's what I want to see from this team. Is can they rise to that challenge? Can they save their in-season tournament and put themselves heading home with a chance to control their own destiny a little bit. That's what's at, that's what's at stake here. You know, Chicago must win because they got to go on the road to Boston. They got to go on the road to Toronto still. Um, I think that Toronto game, I think, I don't know. I think they play at Boston. I want to say they're doing Boston or Toronto Tuesday and then they play one more game uh, the following Tuesday. Um, We don't know. We're going to learn a lot. And that's the challenge now is can the magic rise to the occasion? We don't know that. We don't know that part about this team. As much as I said, we know we're learning a lot about this team. Playing pressure basketball, must win basketball. That's not something this team's had to do very much. So I'm very, very interested to see how they respond to that on Friday. Tip off again is at eight o'clock at the United Center. You can catch that game on the SiriusXM app. Just search for Magic on SiriusXM. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philip, RR, underscore omd Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. you're tune in. Himo, Google, Spotify, Odyssey. And also be still on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You're latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can find, find me on Twitter there at omagicdaily. You can also check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub. Check it out patreon.com slash Hub. Over there, I looked at a few trade rumors that have been going around. And pitch some ideas to find some shooters for this Orlando Magic team. Um, just, just to be clear, free agent pool is not particularly good this summer, uh, so it's probably going to have to come in a trade. Magic are going to have to be very, very active and aggressive looking for someone to help this team out. You can find that article up on my Patreon page, Patreon.com/orlando magic hub, and of course, I thank you for all your support. Be sure also to check out the new Locked On 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus the national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel now. That's going to do it for me today. We're going to be back again Friday night, early Saturday morning to chat about the Magic's game against the Chicago Bulls. So until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of